0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew, and thank you for making me part of your week in this upcoming episode. I'm going to go over how I thought Buffalo Sabres GM Kevin Adams did in the trade deadline, trading way Taylor Hall, Eric Stahl, and Brandon Montour. So stick around and let's have some fun. The NHL trade deadline has come and passed, and as we all thought, the Sabers' big three UFAs have all been dealt. But before we go any further, I am feeling a little under the weather, but no matter what... I am here for you guys to do the NHL trade deadline. I am feeling a little under the weather, but the show must go on no matter what. As these is, is, I don't want to say it's big news because it was a very underwhelming time for the Buffalo Sabres, but let's start with the first piece that was dealt on March 26th, and it was center- Eric Stahl, who got traded to the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for a third and fifth round pick. And I got to tell you, Stahl was having one of the worst years of his career. Statistically, he had just three goals and seven assists in 32 games played, which, again, is just one of the absolute worst years of his career. Father time may have finally caught up with Eric Stahl as his play has diminished and diminished quite badly this season over uh, as the season kept progressing. Uh, It just never seemed to work here in Buffalo. He never seemed to fit. He never seemed to want to be in Buffalo. So I did praise this trade. I liked this trade. You can check out one of my older podcasts. At the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the Sabre season, I did grade this a very good grade for. GM Kevin Adams, who I thought that the Sabres brought in maybe a legitimate second-line center behind Jack Eichel, but things just never seemed to work out again. Eric Stahl just never seemed to want to be here, and I don't know if it showed on the ice. He looked good sometimes, but as the season progressed, he just kept looking worse and worse and worse and older and older and older. And I got to tell you, acquiring two middle-round picks for an aging, uh, underproducing player like Eric Stahl, who is going to be a UFA at the end of the season, that is a pretty good deal, honestly. I graded this as a B-plus for Kevin Adams, and as I said, the reason why I graded this as a B-plus is because they got two draft picks for an aging, underperforming Eric Stahl. A guy who's going to be a UFA at the end of the year. It was, it was a good trade. This was a good trade for the Buffalo Sabres to make. It gives them more ammunition going into the 2021 NHL draft. Whether they want to package those and move up in the draft. Maybe they can try to package something and get a player that can help right away. Whatever the case may be, not a bad start for Kevin Adams for the Buffalo Sabres as he traded away center Eric Stahl. The second piece was, of course, Brandon Montour. He was traded on April 10th, just a couple days ago. Uh, he was. Tra- I called this trade. I thought that they would get a little bit more for Brandon Montour. When I did my prediction video, again, you can go back and watch that. I think I did it last week or the week before. I thought that they would get a little bit more, maybe a, a middle-round pick and a prospect because of how desperate the Florida Panthers would be since Aaron Ekblad, had their their best defenseman had a a season ending injury and them really in the thick of things in the NHL going by, about to go into the NHL playoffs I thought that they would really want a puck moving defenseman that could jump in on the offense and he really did have a first a rough first part of the season but over the past month Brandon Montour really picked up his game. He had four goals and five assists in his for nine points in his last 13 games, and I believe he had seven points in his last 11 games. He has really, really picked it up in this past month offensively, which is his strong suit on the back end, puck moving. He was jumping into the play, creating lots of chances for the Buffalo Sabres, and with all that coming into play, the fact that they fired Ralph Krueger and it just looked like Granado unlocked guys like Brandon Montour, I thought that the Sabres would be able to get a little bit more for him than they really did. The Sabres only ended up getting a third round pick for Brandon Montour uh, from the Florida Panthers, and that was it. They didn't retain any of his salary at all, which I thought would set them up to potentially trade somebody like Cody Eakin and take on some of his salary to make him maybe a little bit more attractive to another team that wants like a, very, uh, a depth center heading into the playoffs, a guy who's been in the playoffs, but that just didn't work out. The Sabres really only got a couple of deals done. Brandon Montour being one of those. And in this one, I graded this a C-. And that, why I graded it a C- minus is because... As I just stated, I really thought that the Sabres could probably press for more and get more from the Florida Panthers. Since they are so desperate with their starting uh, their, their best defenseman Aaron Eckblatt going down with a, a season ending leg injury, I really believed that they would they would be able to finesse a little bit more, whether it be a, a middle prospect or a lower tier prospect to bring into the Buffalo Sabres. You know, but a draft pick is a draft pick, so we we now have a couple of uh, third rounders that we can use and and a fifth and an extra fifth rounder in 2021 it's it's not the greatest draft, but again, you can use those to package and maybe trade for another guy in the draft. We're gonna have to wait and see. but the biggest name, the biggest name in this whole trade deadline area was of course Taylor Hall. And the Buffalo Sabres did not wait until the very end, the trade deadline at 3 p.m. on the 12th to get this deal done. It was all over Twitter. They had been working on it, working very hard to get this deal done. And the Buffalo Sabres ended up trading, er, or Eric Stahl, ended up trading Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar, to the Boston Bruins in exchange for a second round draft pick in 2021 and forward Anders Bjork. Now that, when you first look at this trade, I can understand, I can absolutely understand the frustration. I was very frustrated. I thought the Sabres got fleeced in this trade. And realistically, they they did get fleeced. But under all of the circumstances that are now coming out that we are looking at, It is understandable that the trade went the way it did for Kevin Adams. He really did try to squeeze the absolute most out of this trade that he could. And, you know, it's just, he was in such a tough spot. And here's why he was in such a tough spot. One is Taylor Hall was severely underperforming as a Buffalo Sabre. He just did not look right from the get go. He wasn't very good all around. He couldn't drive play when Eichel was out. He was non-existent for the most part, and it just it just never worked out. There was just it never seemed like there was any team chemistry. He didn't look quick. He he wasn't you know the puck carrying, uh, very aggressive, winger that we thought that we were getting. And it really, it just, again, it never worked out for the Buffalo Sabres and Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall only had, uh, what, he had two goals and 17 assists in 37 games. That's one of the worst years, I think it might be the worst year he's had in his entire career. So, the fact that people really thought that we were going to get, myself included, thought that we were going to get a lot more for him than we did is it's surprising but not su- it's, it's surprising but it, it's understandable that we didn't get more than we did uh, another piece of the puzzle that we really didn't take into consideration is the fact that taylor hall had a no movement clause in his contract that was the only way that the sabers could get him to come to buffalo on a one year deal it would essentially set up a situation Just like what we saw at the trade deadline where he essentially got to pick the team that he went to, and that's what he did. He picked the Boston Bruins, and he said he would not waive his no-trade clause for any other team except for the Boston Bruins. That was the team that he picked. That was the team that he wanted to go to, and of course, that is what happens when you have a no-trade clause or a no-movement clause in your contract. I think that Kevin Adams tried and tried and tried and tried. There were a bunch of teams reportedly involved and, and, and asking about Taylor Hall. And I think if there, was a, if there wasn't a no-movement clause in Taylor Hall's contract and the Sabres could trade him wherever they wanted, I think the bounty for Taylor Hall would have been a lot more. But the fact that he had it in there and he picked Boston said, I will not go to any other team but the Boston Bruins, it really, really handcuffed general manager Kevin Adams, and he got all that he could. This is how I break the trade down, though. I break the trade down because there were some surprising pieces in this, and the biggest surprising piece was obviously Curtis Lazar. We didn't even think that he was in line for for being traded from the Buffalo Sabres, um, but he was like, I don't think he was a throw-in piece, but Boston liked his game, liked what he would bring. He, I, in my opinion, he is the type of player that you want on your fourth line going into the playoffs. He's gritty. Uh, He gets to the front of the net. He has some scoring capabilities. And again, going into the playoffs, that's the type of players that you need in order to win come playoff time. So how I broke this trade down again was Taylor Hall for a second round pick. That's a meh trade. Uh, It obviously benefits the Boston Bruins more than it does the Buffalo Sabres. And then we traded uh, Curtis Lazar for Anders uh, Bjork. And Bjork, if you go back and you look at him as a prospect, now Lazar's 26, Bjork is only 24. Bjork had a very solid uh, time in college. He was a a pretty good prospect in college. He was only a fifth-round pick. Curtis Lazar was a first-round pick. But he does appear to have, over the course of their seasons, has a little bit more offensive upside than does Curtis Lazar. And people were, you know, you got the the writers in Buffalo saying no fucking way. There's no way he's got more offensive upside. Bjork's got five points. Lazar's got nine points or 10 points or whatever he's got right now. And over the course of their careers, I think you really seen what Curtis Lazar is. He's plateaued right at where he's going to be. And I think that given, maybe given a little bit more of an opportunity, uh, Anders Bjork may turn into, you know, a third-line guy that can put up 25, 30 points for you, in which case that trade would be a very welcome sight for the Buffalo Sabres. Their career numbers, uh, Curtis Lazar scores .22 points per game or 18 points over a full 82-game season, and Anders Bjork scores .28 points per game or 23 points over an 82-game season. So again, a little bit more of an offensive upside Bjork does have than Curtis Lazar. And I think that the Sabres are really banking on giving him an opportunity in these next 15 games with all the young guys, giving him lots of ice time, time on the power play, and hoping that he he really starts to come into his own and be the player that I think the Boston Bruins thought he was going to be. Uh, The Boston Bruins fans all seem to really like him. There was a bunch of things on Twitter saying, you know, the Sabres got a good one because they never really gave him a chance in Boston. He never averaged over 13 games or 13 minutes a game in any season that he's played in uh, in the NHL. And I mean, that, this grade overall, I graded this as a C. I graded it as a C. I might get some hate for it. People might give me shit in the comments, but I, I graded it as a C. And it's just because it's it's a meh. It's meh. It's one of those trades. Meh. You know, it's not it's not great. Don't get me wrong. If I had to pick a winner and a loser, Boston won that trade. Again, don't get me wrong. But given the circumstances of everything that I talked about, the no movement clause, the, the vastly underperformance of Taylor Hall, I gave this trade a C. And overall for the trade deadline... It comes out to a C plus from Kevin Adams. There's nothing in this trade deadline that is going to blow anybody away. It's it's something that the Sabers acquired some picks. Uh, they they acquired a second round pick, two thirds, a fifth, and Anders Bjork essentially for Eric Stahl, Brandon Montour, Taylor Hall, and Curtis Lazar. You know it's not it's it's not great realistically, but when you have Uh, UFAs and the UFAs had underperformed essentially all season long. I know the names are big, but the performance also has to be there for teams to want to give you more value for the player. They are bigger names, but the value just wasn't there this season for the Buffalo Sabres. And it's really unfortunate because it could have set them up long-term, but you know, it is what it is. The season has been a complete wash. Although the Sabres have looked a lot more fun under Granado this you know these last month and a month and a half or so and that's what we can look forward to we can look forward to watching the young guys play we can look forward to them growing they have looked very good another thing that uh, Adams didn't do which a lot of fans wanted him to do was trade Linus Allmark there were reports that were coming out that goaltender Linus Allmark was going to test free agency and if that was the case a lot of Sabres fans said, deal him right now. Deal him right now. You got to trade him. You got to get what you can for him. And I mean, I can understand why Adams didn't want to trade him. This this next month or so is going to give him a little bit more time to try to uh, talk to the agent of Linus Allmark and see if they can't say like, hey, you're going to be the number one guy in Buffalo. You know, we're going to give you a good contract. Uh, We lowballed you before, but we're not going to lowball you this time, you know, and really sit down at the table and hash it out because realistically, Kevin Adams, there is nothing really out. There's nothing else out there that Kevin Adams is, um, you know, that's going to be better than Linus Olmark. We might unfortunately when you have a shit team you have to overpay for players you might have to overpay for Linus Olmark I think I said four years 20 million dollars or four years 22 million dollars would put you in line if you have to give Linus Olmark six years 30 million or six years 35 million dollars I think you I think you do it and then at, at some point you can, you can trade him if, you know, you get another goalie that comes in and, you know, you can eat some of his salary too if, if that comes, if it really comes to it. But Linus Olmark at this point is the only goaltender you have in your organization that is NHL caliber at all. So you have to do everything you can to keep him in this organization. We have some prospective goalies, but they are just years away So, signing Linus Allmark and then going out and getting a competent backup is really the only thing the Sabres can do. Heading into next season, again, it comes out to a C-plus grade. I wish they would have done more. There was other guys I really wanted to unload for the Buffalo Sabres, but it is what it is. The Sabres trade deadline has come and gone. Tell me what you guys think in the comments. Uh, Remember to like and subscribe. If you're hearing if you're listening to me on any of the major podcasting websites, tell your friends, say your family. Check me out. You can check me out on Twitter. Follow me, Sports Talk Buff One. You can email me at buffalo at yahoo.com or buffalo at gmail.com. That's gonna do it for this week. Have a good one.